Oh, hey, Meg. <laughs> hit play. <laughs> I, I hit record, not play. Whatever. How's it going? I mean, pretty good. How about you? Good. I know we're not supposed to talk about like what's going on currently because we don't know when these are going to air, but it is Halloween Eve Eve. Well, we know this is airing. Well, okay. Today is, is it, Halloween Eve is Eve, but we know this is airing right after Halloween because we have say. nothing else <laughs> to air. Nothing else in the We bank. usually have things backlogged, but uh, we, let, we let it go for a while, so. It's been crazy. Yeah. It's been a crazy spooky season. Yeah, but it is Halloween Eve Eve, and we're really excited. No, it's not Halloween Eve Eve. It's Halloween Eve. Eve. That's what I said. You said Eve Eve earlier. I did not. I'm pretty sure you did. I'll rewind and figure it out. Cut one back. Of, Beep. One of okay, us is going to be right. One of us is going to be wrong. <laughs> Probably me wrong, but whatever. But no, we just made jello shots, you guys. It was super fun. I was. I've never made them before. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm just pouring away. You guys, my favorite part is I say to Meg, um, uh, she's like, well, what's the ratio? I was like, well, it's half hot water, half vodka. And she's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah. Guess and, what, guys? And then as she's making them, I was like, is that right? So then I had to, I gave it a quick googs and all, all the first recipes are like, no, it's half hot water and then one cup cold water, then one cup vodka. Um, but then the other one said, no, but it'll still work with half and half. So if you trick or treated my house, woo, see you later, alligator. I like how our friend last year, one of our dear friends, Amanda, her younger sister went trick or treating with her. And they were at your house, and she was taking jello shots, and her mom was yelling out, You don't take jello shots from a stranger! So she didn't know that Amanda was friends with you. But also, don't take jello shots from a stranger. Her stranger. sister's of age, by the way. Yeah, I think, just, yeah. Just I ID everyone, there. okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, don't take them from a stranger, but... No! If they have an Australian flag outside of their house, Maybe. Maybe. Everybody knows you're the Jello shot. Well, yeah, it is. I'm a known house. Everyone knows. They're like, if they, if they find out who I am, they're like, oh my God, you're You're the the Jello Jello shot house. Like, yes, that is me. Kind of a big deal. Kind of. You're famous. Famous for Jello shots. Mm. All right. What's the joke? Let's do it. Okay. I recently wrote a book about poltergeists. Mm -hmm. I'm pleased to say it's really been flying off the shelves. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a good one. A dirty one. It is what it is. No, that's still a good one. That's a solid. <laughs> I liked one. it. I, I liked think it. that's hinting at what it's gonna. What <gasps> we're gonna talk about today, but we're talking about poltergeist. Yeah, poltergeist. One of the most famous poltergeist stories of all time. I'm excited about it. Maybe we'll see. Maybe. All right. Well, hello and welcome to Lunatic Soup, the podcast where we go into all things wild, weird, and unknown. We're your host, Meg, and I'm Raina. Ready to brew up some lunatic soup? Let's go. love it when I can spit out let's brew up some lunatic soup without slurring it <laughs> because there's been a couple times where it was like sometimes wild weird and unknown comes out funny yeah or yesterday Meg had a Halloween party um yeah we do one every year for the neighborhood it's yeah it, well it was a neighborhood party let's say it was like more of a block party it was for her like yeah. neighbors in her cul-de-sac and the next one over but I happened to live two blocks away, so I Close enough. I scored the invite, but um, everyone else was, like, in our cul-de-sac, and we were talking to some people about it, and I was saying how, like, every episode, you can kind of tell, like, what episode, <laughs> if we had recorded an episode before it, because sometimes we'll do back-to-back, so if we've recorded an episode previous to it, it, it means, downhill fast. Yeah, it means that we've already had a cider or two, so then the other one, we're just really on one, and that's usually, you can tell by me slurring my words or or the ording manner one we just did i had a margarita before or if it's gotten too late and my contacts start getting yeah. dry and i cannot read yeah that too <laughs> dry mouth all the things anyways but all right so we're excited about this cider today oh it's my it, i think i can say this is your favorite this one is my favorite cider it is seasonal so i'm not sure i would like it in july no definitely not but this one is my favorite cider. So I will say, I actually like this cider too, but I have not had it since last year. You haven't had one yet this yet. year? I've had like... I know. We're not going to talk about it. A lot. But it is the Schillings Chider. So it's... A chai cider. So good. I actually... Uh, we had some people at the neighborhood party last night who ha- love chai. Love spice yeah. chai. And they were pleasantly surprised. I do think you have to like chai to like it, but at the same yeah. time, it's... But it does not taste actually like... It's not like you're drinking a chai 
latte or something. Like, but no. it, has, it has like the spices with it, but with the apple, it's just really good. Um, I am going to talk about real quick. We did a tasting at Incline Cider last week, and there was a pumpkin spice latte cider. Wild. Crazy. I actually really liked it. I didn't think I, you could taste the coffee because it is like the coffee beans are seeped in it. Yeah, she said that they sat them, like the cider, in coffee beans, which is yeah, insane. Yeah, like whole beans. You can taste it. She said it was an acquired taste. Like some people love it, some people don't. Not acquired, but like, you know, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. teach their own. Whatever. But we both took a sip and liked it. I really However, liked it. I don't think I could have drank a whole thing of it. No, it was, it was good, good for a tasting. But I did a um, cider pairing where they paired this. it with Halloween candy. And so I helped. We thought, I just did it because it looked like fun. I didn't actually think it was going to be good. It, but And all the ciders that were with it were some of my favorites. So I was like, well, right. if nothing else, like the cider is going to be good. good. I'm not a big candy person, but like I was like, it just it seems like something dots fun. That threw me. Yeah, the, the docks threw dots, me too. I don't. But you guys, it was so good. My favorite pairing was probably the wild berry with the Reese's. It was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It was so good. Or the, I think it was like the tropical with the white peach. There was tropical yeah. sour patch kids God, with the white that peach. That was good too. Uh, even the dots was with like, what was Kit Kat with? Or maybe Kit... Oh, no. Kit Kat was with Marionberry. Okay. I think. Yeah. And then I think it was... Yeah, I think it was Kit Kat, Marionberry. White no. Peach was with the Tropical. And then the Dots were with the Hazy Apple. It was good. Or something along it those lines. Good. Doesn't matter. It was good. Incline, you should do this on Valentine's Day with chocolate. You probably already do. And I'm just late for the game. Yeah. But we will definitely I'll come in there. and do that. Because we didn't realize it was good. I just got it because it looked like a fun. It looked like a good picture, to be honest. It, yeah, <laughs> and well, I was like, you know. It was so much fun. We did our pumpkin head. We got some couple a couple of good pictures. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was a standard uh, night out for the lunatics. So, But not really. We still got home and in bed by 9 o'clock. I know, which is fabulous. wonderful. Our kind of night. All right, let's get a drink going. All right. So, Shillings Cider. Chider. Chider. 6.5%. It's got an owl Ready? with a cozy hat. One, two. I'm going to keep drinking this through November. You All definitely right. had some in your freezer at the end of summer that weren't drank yet. And guess My what? Fridge. Yeah, you drank them. I drank them. Good for you. Cheers. Cheers. You guys, that's really good. It's really good. I forget how good it is. They had this on tap when I went out on my anniversary. Oh my gosh. Imagine this on tap. Yeah, really good. So I oh. will say that like for me, I like chai, but the name just throws you off because you think it's going to be, because it is, there is chai in it, but it is really good. But I'm going to, I'm going to be naughty, you guys. <gasps> what am I going to do, Megan? Are you going to fireball it? Fireball. Gonna... Cue music. Fireball. <laughs> put an ang make it an angry whore. Make it an angry whore. It Where's was in it? your crotch right there. <laughs> Or shot glass, okay? <laughs> How did I miss that? I don't know. <laughs> I could keep going. I'm not going to. <laughs> that was the other best part. Yesterday at this Halloween party, a bunch of the people in our neighborhood listened to the podcast, and we were talking to a few of them about the uh, Connecticut Witch Trials episode and oh, how the penis someone was saying how much I say I kept going with the penis in a box and how much you kept saying teat. <laughs> There's a drinking game in it. It really is. <laughs> All right. Oh, do you need a splash? I'm not. I'm trying not. All right. Half. Half. It's half. Did you guys see how hard that was to convince her? But we know it makes it taste so much better. It's cozy. It is. And it's the last day of uh, October. I feel like you have to. <sighs> Tomorrow's the last day of October. That's but... what I said. <laughs> Am I allowed to speak anymore? I feel like I'm <laughs> cut off. <laughs> It's gonna be a great. Oh my god! Great so recording, and guys. Shot this is only six fifty. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. The fireball really just makes that ten times better. We gotta you know? get up to the Shillings Cider mm -hmm. House. We do. That'll be a goal for Yule season. Yes, perfect. All right. Okay. Well, what are we talking about today, Meg? Today we are talking about the Enfield Poltergeist. Dun 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 dun. dun. I'm gonna read it off of my phone today because I just I don't want my big clunky computer. So this location is said to have intense supernatural activity. It's on 284 Green Street in Brimstown, Enfield, London, England. Ooh. It happens during 1977 to 1979, about 18 months. Dang. Like constant activity. So what is a poltergeist? We've gone over this before yeah. a little bit. It's a word derived from a German word, polter, which means to crash or bang, and geist, which means mind or spirit, so poltergeist. The earliest reports of poltergeist were in 530 A.D. Wow. So there were no dinosaurs, Raina. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. My cousin Helen weighed in on the text. Helen? 
<laughs> Please let us know if there were dinosaurs in five. I think they AD. said they said the only dinosaurs were are, uh, the old men. Pretty funny. Were <laughs> the old men also dead? Because everyone was making so much fun of me, and I was like, "Look, I was saying it as a joke, anyways." Then it came out of my mouth the backwards, so then it really got fucked up. And I'm like, the worst part is because Meg makes me delete shit that she says all the time, but like I kept it in because it was funny, and then I'm getting hell for it. And I told her next time she does something, I'm not taking it out when she asks me to. I'm going to keep it. You done fucked up, AA Ron. You done fucked up, AA. Ron. Anyways, continue. It was not a topic of conversation around the fire pit last night. It absolutely was not. <laughs> so studies by two physicists wrote a paper called Some Conjectures About the Mechanisms of Poltergeist Phenomenon. Poltergeist activity reported is reported all over the world, and it primarily has to do with prepubescent children or young women. So really? They did, they did a study on poltergeists and all the situations involving poltergeists, and that's what they found. It's primarily children or young women. I feel like that makes sense because prepubescent, mm -hmm. that is when you're most, your brain is most yeah. able to pick up on this stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like women are just more um, perceptive. The theory is that the modifications that happen within the body during puberty changes various organs, and the fluctuation in electron activity can cause electron disturbances roughly four meters outside of the brain. So electron disturbances four meters out of the brain. Wow. So that's like... Are you trying to figure out how, how many... Feet? Yeah, I was going to say, are you trying to figure out... <laughs> every meter is like three... About three or four... Well, that's a yard, and it's a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. The, that's that's what like, I said. Yeah. Oh. Give or Any take. <laughs> it was right around there. So they believe that these disturbances that go four meters outside of the brain can enhance particles around and increase the air pressure, which could be responsible for moving objects. Okay. Isn't that interesting? That is very I interesting. I thought that was pretty fascinating. So the poltergeist primarily was around these two sisters during the Enfield incident. Janet, who was 11, and Margaret, who was 13. Um, some from the Society of Physical Research, mainly Maurice Gross and Guy Lyon Playfair, believed this incident to be genuine and an actual haunting. Others said that they were unconvinced and said that they had, quote, evidence that the girls faked it all. So we're going to go into the incident okay. and you have to decide one way what we think. or another. Okay. And there's so many pictures online of actual things, like hovering over the bed, like videos of things. It's, it's kind of wild. Crazy. So in August 1977, Peggy Hodgson was a single parent of four living at 284 Green Street. Her daughters were fighting during the night, so she went to stop them and tell them, knock it off, go to sleep. Never been there before. Never. My nope. kids never fight. Nope. Um, when she went into the room, the girls were complaining that the bed was shaking, and mom was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Right. Go to sleep. The next night, she heard some shuffling noises, like someone was walking around, and then four loud knocks. So she was looking around the room and a chest of drawers slid across the floor in front of her. That'll do it. That'll do it. She pushed it back mm -hmm. in place, slid back across the floor. Okay. Mm -hmm. After that, she was physically unable to move it. So it was stuck in the room. She couldn't move it back. She took the kids to the neighbors. The neighbor's name was Vic Nottingham. What a name. Nottingham. Nottingham. I mean, I guess if you're from that area, it makes sense. Tut, tut. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. I like it. It's just a, such a regal sounding Vic name. Vic Nottingham. Nottingham. Um, he and his son went over to the house and heard knocking in the walls and all over the house. So this was a duplex. So there was one wall shared. Okay. So theoretically, it could be people on the other side of the house. Right. 100%. But if the Nottinghams were on the other side of the house... Right. There they you would, go. Yeah. They called the police, and an officer came to check on them, and she witnessed the chair, quote, wobble and slide without explanation. The officer then said that she heard disembodied voices, toys, she saw toys being thrown, and chairs being tipped over. Then she looked at the children, and they were levitating off the ground. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That seems like a little this more was than a police officer. Yeah. So okay. this wasn't just some story. This was the police officer saying, oh. I saw this. Mm -hmm. That's just a little terrifying. 
The officer was reported saying the police constable and neighbors all went into the kitchen to check the refrigerator pipes. Which is good. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. You look for the actual cause. Mm-hmm. Um, leaving the family and... Uh, so, they're saying they went and checked the pipes and the people who went and checked the pipes left the family and this officer in the living room. The lights in the living room were switched off again and within a few minutes, the eldest son pointed to a chair that was standing next to the sofa. I looked at the chair and noticed that it was wobbling slightly from side to side. Then I saw the chair slide across the floor towards the kitchen wall. It moved approximately three to four feet and then came to a rest. So this is a police officer Mm -hmm. swearing this in a statement. I feel like that says a lot because you're going to get made fun of. Oh, right. You're going to get ridiculed. Especially, when was this again? This is... 77. So a woman... A woman police police officer. officer. And this stuff was not... I mean, it's still not accepted. Like, if a cop is saying, even nowadays, like, no. this still you is not... get made fun of completely. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next night, Vic went back to the house. Legos were thrown at him. And over the next three days, every time anyone stepped foot inside the house, marbles or Legos were, thr- were thrown at them. Interesting. I've had things fly across off shelves before. I haven't. This happened, um, actually, about a month ago. We were getting ready for school in the morning, and right outside of my bedroom door, I have a bookshelf, Mm -hmm. and I have those little glow-in-the-dark aliens from Timu Mm -hmm. on the bookshelf, Yeah. and my daughter comes walking and is talking to me through the door, and it just goes, like, across the room. I lied. I had a crystal fly off of my shelf by my one time. That happened. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. feel like that's the only time. But my sister's been having some weird shit go on in her son's room. that. Like... Shit, where she walked in and, like, a plastic dinosaur head, like, she, it was, like, messed her up so bad she couldn't make sense of it. Because it was, it was almost, like, floating, and the second she opened the door, it dropped to the ground. Like, she... That's weird. Like, mid-room? Yeah, mid-room. Like, and then another thing happened the other night. She's been having some weird shit go on at her house, but I think she's, she's on Maui, and I think she's near some, like, well, she is near a cemetery, first of all. She's very close to a cemetery, and, or if she's there on, like, some sort of Hawaiian burial ground of some kind, like, I don't we know. We gotta get her to clear her house, man. I'm tried, we've tried helping her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I got some ideas. We'll talk later. Yeah. <clears throat> so the family eventually brought in the clergy and church members and reporters and journalists. And the journalist's name was Graham Morris. So they just called out everybody. Like, at this yeah. point, it was like, okay, we're calling the church, we're calling journalists, and we're calling... I mean, if it was that aggressive, yeah, I would mm-hmm. be calling people, too. Mm-hmm. Over the next 18 months, over 30 people said that they saw heavy furniture moving on its own, objects being thrown, voices, and witnessed the girls levitating several feet off the ground. That's wild. That are Those are some pretty hefty statements. No, big statements, yeah. Right? Yeah. Especially from some pretty high-up people. Yes. For them to admit to seeing that is mm-hmm. big. Mm-hmm. This is not just like a neighbor saying something. This is... No. You had actual professionals. Yeah. Like either clerk, professional in whatever they do. Um, Graham Morris, who was a journalist who covered this story, said, I thought it was an ordinary job until I walked into the house. I stood in the gloom in the kitchen and one by one they brought the children into the adults' arms and the last one to come in was Janet. Suddenly, things just took off and started flying around the room. I got hit by a Lego brick over my right eye. It gave me a lump for a few days. There was a fair bit of force. There were marbles and things left in the kitchen that were just flying around the room. I was watching all of the family, and none of them were doing anything. Yikes. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I mean maybe not now. But back then, journalist jobs were too. Right. No, I mean, but even now, like, I... The, true journalists. No, true journalists. Yeah. And they're looking for the actual truth. Like, they're in... To fabricate something to this extent... To that extent is, is... pretty... You're going to kill your career. No, yeah. If, it, if you're proving you're lying, you're, mm-hmm. you're screwed. And, and, like, even nowadays, like, yeah, journalists aren't always greatest, but I also know some journalists and people are always trying to get down to the truth. For like, the, they want a good story, but, yeah, they, they want the truth. Yeah. yeah. For the most part. Ooh. So hope there's more of them. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Okay. So the reporter that really was with the n- local news at the time, his name was George Fallows, and he was convinced it was all a prank. Okay. And I think it's healthy to have somebody in that mindset well, on a case. As we have said that a million times, yeah. that you need to have a skeptic, because it keeps everybody... 
accountable. I think I'm the skeptic in a lot of cases. Yeah. You can definitely be a skeptic in it. Yeah. Because I, I, I like to call bullshit. Yeah. I want it to be real. Don't get me wrong. But I always want to know what it could be first. Well, yeah. Because you also don't want to be the dumbass who's like calling something and then you're like, that's not real. Well, even uh, we just recorded a bunch of audio from Ordine Manor yeah. at the investigation we went on, and I sent you what I heard. And when you said, "Oh, I hear it too," it like it made me feel so good. Like, I, okay, I'm not making it up. I'm not reaching for this. I've said that a million times. Like it, like and even again during that, like when we were doing one of the sessions, me and the other girl we were with saw the same thing. We both saw a shadow. We both heard knocking. It's like good to feel justified. Yeah, it just makes it so you're like. Like, because I reacted, I was like, what was that? And she was like, did you see that shadow? I was like, yes, you saw it too. I was like, okay, we're, like, it's not just me. And it's at the Walker Ames house when you guys both heard that scratchy yes. in the stairwell. Yes, someone else saw it with lady. me. Yep, yep. So, so it's always nice when, yeah, you're not alone. It feels good. Yes, it, feels it does. It's good to know that you're not just Well, it just makes insane. you not feel crazy. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. No, you can be crazy, but it just crazy. makes you feel better when you don't feel crazy. <clears throat> so George Pallas thought it was a prank, and he was later convinced it was something otherworldly. So over these 18 months, he was convinced. So he was eventually convinced. Yeah. He said, because of the emotional atmosphere at the house and in the neighborhood, ranging from hysteria through terror to excitement and tension, it has been difficult to record satisfactory data. Nevertheless, I am satisfied the overall impression of our investigation is reasonably accurate. To the best of our ability, we have eliminated the possibility of total trickery. Although we have been able to simulate most of the phenomena, in my opinion, this fake, this faking could only be done by an expert. Dang. That's pretty significant. That is pretty significant. I mean, he is admitting that a lot of this could be reproduced, but... But, like, how? They're saying that the reproduction... Like, they're saying... In this, in this story, they're saying it was the young girls that were faking it. Got it. So he's saying that he doesn't think that they have the capability to fake it. Right. Well, I mean, how do you levitate? I don't know, but I would like to. I mean, me too, but I just want to know how. Like, how is that? Or how are you in a room with things flying around and you're saying someone else is doing it? Like, you would see a fishing line. You would see, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the part that I don't fully get. Okay. So it was this reporter, so George Fallows. Mm That suggested contacting the Society for Psychical Research. Okay. So he reached out to Morris Gross. Gross or Gross? G-R-O-S-S-E. Gross. Gross. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And he was a newer member of of the Society. He had joined after the death of his daughter a year before. When he visited the house, um, he said, I found chaos. The whole family was congregated in the house together with the neighbors next door, and there were a lot of very, very frightened people there. Mm-hmm. So that seems to be a theme is the family's freaked out. Yeah. Remember, she's a single mother of four. Well, yeah, you're at home. Weird shit's happening. You have four kids. Mm-hmm. You're trying to like. And you and I have both have been in the situation, not that we're single mothers, but we've both no. been in that situation where we're left at home, left home yeah. by ourselves with our children for extended periods of time. Right. It can get a little freaky. Yeah, both of our husbands travel, like, travel for work and mm-hmm. like all that. And when you're, I mean, even for me, like take the ghosties out of it. Like just in general, which oh, I, I, ghosties I would, are the least. Of right. I would prefer the ghosties <laughs> versus like me being terrified that someone's going to break into my house with three right. kids. And then like, how do you, like, what do you do? Like that's the biggest fear is. Yeah. I mean, they just, you know, instead, if Texas women just have a naked, hairy Australian running out there. I mean, that'll terrify anybody. Yeah. Just like pure terror. Raina just brought in a candle and it smells so good and it's late. It's titled, I'd shank a bitch for you right in the kidney. It's well, like. One of my uh, besties, Michelle, vanilla? got it for me. Yeah. It's like a, it's, I don't know. But it's like folly. It's fall. She got it for me after my, I want to say after my knee surgery two years ago and I've like nursed it because I had such it's a good scent. It's so but, good. Yeah. It smells so but good. But also it's just like a funny, like I. Shank, shank a, bitch a bitch right in the kidney for you. That's a good friend. Shank a bitch. <laughs> I'd shank a bitch for you. I'd shank a bitch for you. There you go. <laughs> so Gross wanted to make sure that they had an actual case of the paranormal. So I think that's a lot of, uh, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people who join into this paranormal research, it's because they've had something that impacted them so right. much that... Because I'm a big believer that once you've had something happen, it's very hard for you to... Convince yourself that it's not real. Because right. once you've experienced something to a certain degree, mm-hmm. it's hard to be like, that's not real. 
because, or if you've lost somebody, you want to yeah, be able that's to true. find yeah, find them. Oh, so uh, is that what you're saying? That's what he had. But got same, it. Okay. same. There has to be like not always has to be. You could just yeah. be interested, but something brings you to this study. Something yeah. brings you to well, this research. I will say after my dad passed, like well, he passed when I was nine, but. Um, when I got into my adulthood and I just wanted to connect with him to an extent that's, I started going to mediums. I've said this before and like none of my other sisters ever have. None of them have sought out mediums to like connect with him. But for some reason for me, I just felt, and I feel like now I realize why I was drawn to mediums and But we've talked thing. about this. We've talked about you and your sisters and especially your older sister, Shannon. Like yeah. you two have something, you both have a gift. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. And I so, think my little sister does my one right under me too. We all have the same dad. So I think the three of us have something from maybe. I do feel that everybody has some sort of ability. Well, and everyone does 100%. But I also feel that there are certain bloodlines that have a stronger connection than others. Not maybe, maybe not stronger, but maybe it comes to them more easily. I think it comes more easily. I do think, and I have heard this, that people with like a neurodivergency, um, also are more susceptible to be able to... What about crippling anxiety? That's uh, that's part of it. Okay. I'm good. I'm covered. <laughs> but I do think it is genetic. Like, it, not fully genetic, but at the same time, yeah. There's, like, lines of mediums and lines of whatever. And I think mine came from my dad's side of the family. But they are all um, very religious and would not, you know, I don't think they ever would acknowledge if that was a thing. Well, I, I grew up in a very religious household as well, and this is not something that is accepted. Yeah. But I truly think it is from my dad's side because yeah. my grandma, I swear to you, had issues and cousins that we didn't know each other existed until the last yeah. few years. As soon as we all got together for the very first time as full-grown adults, right. we all realized we had something different. Isn't that funny? And, like, mm-hmm. it's... So the cousins that I talk about, like, listening, like, Helen and... Um, Asia. Asia, Maddie, all of them. This this is on my mom's side. Mm -hmm. And everybody on this side is a believer in all of it. But I don't believe that they all have abilities or if they have like... They have abilities. Well, yeah, yeah. But it's not as like, or it's not come out. But it's funny because that's the side where it'd be fully accepted and everyone would embrace it and be like, let's roll. We'd be... I mean, we already think we're a big family of witches. Duh. It's all women. (laughs) So, But it's funny that... Yes. Come with us. We we are taking applications. Um, But... Um, it's funny that where I actually think the ability comes from my dad's side, which is the side where it's like, is blasphemy, literally. Um, just, we had to take a brief pause because my children, so Mr. Boo Boo got called into work to go do something right when we were supposed to be recording. Like literally I showed up and he's going out the door. Yeah. Which is, you know what it is. And we, we don't want to have late night cause you know us and late night's not good, but anyways. We handle it. We old. Yep. And the girls just came in like, cause I told them it was about bedtime. Um, and they just came inside, but because we, we made jello shots mm-hmm. to pass out to the parents, I always make jello shots for the kids. Which is just jello, guys. Just jello. Just, just straight up jello. jello. But I always make sure theirs is a specific color. Right. I always make theirs blue. Blue. And then the, the adults get the like Halloween. I do like orange, green, and red. But um, so Leia, my youngest, is like, um, is the jello ready? We're like, no. And then Meg goes, but you can have it for breakfast on Halloween. And then I was like, all right, I guess start the day with sugar. And then all my children start going shot, 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 shots. Where do they learn that? I've, I have no idea. No clue. I'm not raising a bunch of party girls. No. They're going to be like, we were doing jello shots on Halloween morn. Halloween morn. Halloween morn. so like... Was an olden time. It was an olden time <laughs> on Halloween morn. The worst part is that I know teachers from their school listen to this podcast. Hi, hi everybody! And every time, like, I see someone who I realize listens to it who doesn't know me in any capacity, but knows me from this, I always die a little no, bit. No, but our teachers like know us. Well, but also like my two of my best friends are teachers, and let me tell you, like, how normal. Obviously, teachers are normal people who are just. But it's just are that- we? Sometimes, mm. I guess. Maybe. Full-time teachers can get wild. Oh, they do. I mean, well, all teachers how, can get how, If you're a teacher, how do you not get wild? Our favorite kindergarten teacher can get amazingly wild. Oh, 100%. My, literally two of my best friends growing up are both teachers, and some of the... You got to do what you got to do know, to stay sane. Yeah, that's it. And when you're dealing with little kids all day that aren't yours, then what's the other option? That's why I give teachers uh, total, total Wine and More gift cards. You know what's tough? Middle school. Yeah, I'm not I've been in the that. middle school the last few weeks, and I'm in the middle school for the next few weeks. I taught photography at a middle school like a year and a half ago, one day of it. 
Never again. Your hair out. It was fucking horrible. I was like, what the is wrong with these animals. kids? Uh-uh. That age is not fun. I'd rather do high school a million times over. Oh, I do like high schools. Yeah, I feel like high that'd be schoolers, fun. High schoolers, they, they have a different level of, I don't want to call it respect because I've definitely thrown kids out of the classroom. Right, but there, but it's also a level of maturity, too. Uh, to an extent. Well, none of them. They're still babies. Everyone's babies, babies. But, like, the in-between between, like, they elementary more, and yes. high school is definitely significant. But I, I, it's nice in high school because you can literally point to the door and say, get out. <laughs> <laughs> what if I do that at home already? Get out. Get out. It doesn't work. No. Ever. Unfortunately. What? I love my kids. I love my kids. <laughs> okay. So Gross wanted to make sure that they had an actual case of the paranormal. On Wednesday night, on September 8th, he decided to spend the night. Oh. At 1.15 in the morning, he heard a loud crash in the girls' room and went rushing in. The two girls were still asleep, but they saw a chair moved about three feet and flipped over. This st- this convinced Gross that there were that they were doing a full investigation. Like, okay, okay, I've like this is something. This was kind of like a little tester, dip our toe and in. See so if we Gross was he's part of the investigation yes. people. Okay, yeah. On September 10th, the Daily Mirror sent the story to the press. They called it the House of Strange Happenings. So this is in the papers. And I, you know, obviously I don't live in the UK. I don't live in London. But from what I have heard, the media there can go wild. Insane. Not that that we're any better. But. Well, I don't know. I do think that there is a different level there. I mean, I feel like all of us, especially if you're like similar generation to us, like the princess die, the thing about the royal family, even like now what their tabloids write, the things that they, the disgusting things that they write. I don't know. They, I think it is another level. When I lived in Australia, I got like a taste of that because they are still part of the Commonwealth, which is like. The UK, and they, so they'd pick up all the stories that they would have, and I'd be there, and I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? And even, like, don't get me wrong, obviously America has our own fucked up whateverness, but mm-hmm. theirs seems seems to be on another level at times. Speaking of media, we were just talking about this before we started recording. There's mm-hmm. this group online that they do paparazzi for Halloween. Oh, yes. Oh, so my God. Funny. They just go around. I think it's in New York City. Yeah, New York City. And they just go up to people and pretend like they're the paparazzi and just yep. random people. I would die. So, yeah, they have a TikTok account. Everyone drink. And um, let's just drink. Okay. Basically, they have one guy who's a bodyguard, who acts as a bodyguard, the other one who's like the lead paparazzi guy, and all of them with cameras. And so the account is literally them. They did it last year, too, so I was already following them. It was so funny. And they'll, like, see someone dressed as, like, Cleopatra. And they'll be like, Cleopatra, Cleopatra! It's and so start, like, funny. asking questions that are, like, related. Like, they're very, yeah. they know a lot of things. It was very impressive, because they have to do it on the fly. Like, yeah. And you, these normal people walking down the streets in costumes, some of them are like, what the fuck? And other ones get they fully into in. it. But it's funny because then they have the bodyguard who's like, no more pictures, no more pictures. But he's part of them. So it just, it's such a good account. It's like one of those, oh my God, every time it's popped up in the last couple of days, I've been dying laughing. I like, feel like I would lean in. Oh, I would lean I in. I would just I, lean well, right I think in. You would have to let the shock, get over the shock of like, what the fuck is What's going happening? on? Like, what People are rushing at, at you? you with cameras and flashing lights and you're on the streets of New York and you're like, are you looking well, at me? When like, I was in New York City over the summer, there we were we were at the Empire State Building, my daughter and I and our my dear friends, and this woman bumped up against me and got stuck in my purse. And my friend's husband was like, he was ready to throw down. Yeah. He was like, are you being mugged? Like, what is that? Yeah, because that's what it's like there. Yeah, it's but she, she literally, like, our purses got stuck together. Yeah. That's Which, all it was. <laughs> but he was ready to go. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, you, New York, you never know. You just never know. You never know. It is fun. It is. Where was I? Somewhere. Okay. So they called it the House of Strange Happenings. Strange Happenings. So Peggy, who is the mother. Mm-hmm. Went on the radio to discuss what had been happening with the house, and other reporters began to reach out to her saying they wanted to join in on the investigation. Everybody wanted a piece of this pie. They reported flying marbles, boxes and sofas that float in the air and would then crash to the floor, teaspoons that would jump off the table. Okay. Witnessed by Gross, Gross, I think I change it every time. Um, so all these things were witnessed by Gross reporters and the neighbors. Okay. So there are multiple people. That's like a lot of people seeing it. Thing. Yeah. And again, it's not just what do I say, commoners? <laughs> it's not just Yeah, not, it's not just like everyday just like, people. It's, it's not just me coming over and say, Yes, Raina, I'm seeing this too. Yeah. It is 
outside people. It is third-party people coming into yeah. the situation saying, I'm witnessing the same thing. And, like, while, yes, this is probably making a crazy media story, like, there's... Like you said, there's members of the church who were saying they saw it members too, right? Members of the clergy, which right? I feel like that is a big deal. That right and I agree with that. That to me is what makes it the most convincing, in my professional opinion. Professional. We're clearly professional something. Mm-hmm. So a reporter set up a camera to automatically shoot when it was triggered. They got evidence of Janet being thrown out of her bed. Yikes! And I feel like back in the '70s, that was kind of kind of high tech. Like they had to rig that. How do you, I mean, even nowadays, how would you throw someone out of your bed? Well, no, the camera. Oh, the camera, I see what you're saying. Automatically trigger. Trigger when something happened. Was it video or was it? I think it was just camera because there are still, and I'll post that on Instagram. I'm excited to see them because, yeah. But there, I mean, it shows, it shows some, there are some wild pictures of, this is very, very documented. Yeah. There's video, there's pictures, all sorts of things. And it's, it's wild. Crazy. And it's in the 1970s, so how much could they really have photoshopped? Right. Well, no, there's not you Photoshop. Know? It's like you can double, like double expose things right. and do that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's kind of my expertise, guys. And I that's feel it. like that'd be really hard. Yeah. To do when you're just doing film, because I did a lot of film, a lot of developing, a lot of like. You don't even use film anymore. Yeah, but when I first got into photography, we didn't have digital yet. Yeah. So I, took I was photography filming. class, and we yeah, had, we had it was film. Yeah, doing the light dark or room. the dark room, mm-hmm. the light room. That's where I edit. <laughs> it was fun. I liked going into the dark room. No, and I loved all it the too. Chemicals Me too. Stuff like that. It's one of my favorites. So Gross realized now that there was a there was a physical harm that they needed more help with. Yeah. So they brought in Guy Playfair on September twelfth, also part of the the SPR that we talked about, the Society. Mm-hmm. Guy Playfair went home each evening and journaled about his experiences. He would later go on to write the book, This House is Haunted, The True Story of the Enfield Poltergeist. I read the book. It was wild. It was all of his accounts. I listened to a few podcasts where he literally came on. He's he's since passed away, but he came on and talked about his experience. Interesting. And listening to his accounts, he was like, you know, I just went home and I wrote about what happened yeah. during the day. I he he believed that this house was a evidence of poltergeist. Wow, very interesting. If you like, if you go onto your uh, podcast platform and just type his name in, he'll pop you'll, up. You'll find interviews with him. Well, I might have to do that. Yeah, no, it was really really interesting. His name again is Guy Playfair. On September twenty fifth, the family was chased out of the home. Peggy took her children to her brother's house in the same town. Chased out of the home. Chased out of the home. What so is probably that things were being thrown at them so much that they just, that they just had to hightailed leave. it out of there. Okay, so Peggy's sister-in-law was making some tea one day. So they were now, her and the four kids were at her brother and sister-in-law's house. So her sister-in-law was making some tea, and suddenly a Lego, a, a Lego appeared floating in the air in front of her and dropped into her tea. <laughs> it followed them. So it, may, it sounds like it followed them. So they, they realized the entity followed them, and it was not just the house. It's... They were attached to this family. Yep. It was attached to this family, whatever this is. I follow some people on the tick of the talk that are in the UK. Mm-hmm. It's this husband and wife and um, they're called Lainey and Ben. Have you ever seen do them? Do they have a podcast? Yeah, I think they do now. Because I think they follow, there's there's a UK paranormal podcast that followed us and we followed them. I'm not sure if it's them. I don't but... think it's them because I probably would have freaked out if it was, but maybe oh. I don't realize if it was. But they um, had, like their shit is, when you watch it, it's very hard to be like, that's Fake. You send it to me. Yeah, I will. And but um, they moved, and they thought that maybe it was the house, and then it wasn't. But it also turned out that she like isn't like realized that she had medium abilities, and then oh. she almost died during childbirth. Oh my and God. the person That's who was doing thing, yeah. it like came to her when she was like dying on the table, having a C section, like bleeding out. And his name was like Dave or something. Anyways, wild. And so now it's like their friend, but he also like throw it throws shit out of the drawers. It's a throwing shit out of the drawers on video that I'm like, how do that you do that? That is a guys. How do you do that? Like, that is... how do you make that happen? It's wild. Can we repost? Can you repost? Oh, I'm yeah. What, so no. technology. Yeah, yeah. On TikTok. We can re- we'll just repost, repost some other some stuff of, because it's cool stuff, to see. Because that is, yeah. that is cool. That stuff, that is the stuff that gets me. I find that you can fake a lot of things. Especially nowadays. Yeah. You can fake a lot. I did a really cool TikTok when we were talking about which, like I did one where Hannah I, Krana. Hannah Krana, and that I was like, such a good one. I had to call it up and be like, how, how did you Yeah, I did that? it with fishing line and did all these things, but it was like, I wasn't, I was shutting doors and like 
uh, making a spoon move or whatever, but it wasn't like to the uh, like f- shit flying is. But next even level. with Photoshop and things like that, you can make so many things. Oh, a thousand happen. percent. Photo. I still picture you can do whatever you want to. It's the video like yeah. that. Yeah, blows my mind. Yeah, you'll have to send me that and we'll repost it on Absolutely. our, our uh, tickety talk. Yes. So while they were gone, Gross and Playfair noticed pillows had indentations in them as some, as if someone had been lying in bed. So before Peggy left, they made all the beds, and then they realized that it looked like somebody had been lying in the bed. And this is at their aunt's house? or No, the... this is at their house. Oh, their house. They okay, went got to it. the brother and sister And so when they house. went back to their house, it uh, was... Well, the reporter and the person from the... Got it. Um, the Society of Psych- Psychical Research were at their house doing research. Got it. And they realized that there's imprints. Yeah. There is a trigger warning of child abuse and death. So okay. So if you don't want to hear that, just kind of go forward about 10, 15 seconds. There was a murder of a four-year-old girl within the town. Okay. Peggy had been given furniture from that house where the girl was killed. Okay. So they thought that maybe the poltergeist was the spirit of the girl who was attached to the furniture from the home where she was killed in. Which I feel like that makes sense. I'm not going to lie. My husband makes fun of me. I cannot go to yard sales, antique shops, anything like that. I cannot have stuff. If it's a friend, if you were like, hey, do you want this end table? Sure. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, I had a friend who gave me this beautiful mirror that I have in my downstairs bathroom Mm -hmm. now. She lives in the neighborhood. She's wonderful. Um, and she got it from Goodwill. I smudged the shit out of that thing I'm before it came into the my same house. as you. I could never like there are certain things that I could maybe take secondhand, but like it's hard. Like anything that is going to be something that is a big staple part of my household, I can't have secondhand. Like no, because there's so much energy attached to it, and you have no idea. I for real, like we've discussed how much energy is. And I think you and I are also very, very sensitive to energy, and that might be something to do with it, too. But I just don't want people's... Juju. Yeah, they're juju, and like like we said, when people fight, the amount of energy, the things that it creates, the thing... I don't don't want that. No. And, uh, yeah, I like... I I know a lot of people that thrift, and that's wonderful. Yeah, good for them. Good for you. I wish I could. The feeling that I get, it makes me sick to my stomach. And it has nothing to do with it being used. I no. Know, I could not give a crap about right. it being used. It is the energy that comes in with those objects. I cannot There handle. are, like, so many things. Like, I would never buy a thrifted purse, personally, mm. because the amount of energy people put into their thoughts about, like, money and oh, that. that's interesting. Uh-huh. And I just would never use a thrifted purse because I don't care what kind of purse it is. I don't know what their thought process on I'm like that's, I never even thought of yeah. it for that from that aspect yeah. that's very I feel like it goes on in every aspect of it you just don't know yeah Oof. I know yeah that's wild like but, again if it was a close friend sure that's great yeah. wonderful but mm-hmm. other than that I can't do it and I, honestly everything used that comes into my house gets smudged in, outside first I mean everything that I bring into my house pretty much gets smudged yeah I smudge a lot of things Smudge that shit. Not smudge. That's not the right word. We cleanse. Cleanse. I'm sorry. You're correct. Yeah. We cleanse. cleanse. We cleanse. Mm-hmm. We don't use... Yes. We do not smudge. We cleanse. We cleanse. Mm-hmm. I usually use either some Palo Santo or just a... Incense. Incense. I use dragon's blood for everything. You got me into dragon's blood. It's I never fave. used incense sticks, sticks before I met you. Yeah. Ever. Because I thought the, the smells were too strong, all mm-hmm. this stuff, and you showed me dragon's blood and... I always love the smell of frankincense. Yeah, so frankincense I realized is one I, used I could go find frankincense on my own. Yeah. And that's what I use now because when you try to light Palo Santo, or, it's so hard sometimes. It's so yeah. hard. And I have my own um, sage mm-hmm. plant, European sage plant that I use. I yep. grow it myself. Even that is so hard to light. I will say Dragon's Blood is literally just the name, but it is kind of incense. And they sell it on Amazon. You can get it for, it's not that expensive. But incense if you, is way cheap. If you are not a person who has ever, like, cleansed or you want to know, like, or you want to start doing it, just you feel like you might need to, Dragon's Blood is protective, but it mm-hmm. smells so good. It, it really does not does. smell bad. It's mm-hmm. a really nice smelling. It just makes it feel fresh. Yeah, but it's also, like, the name Dragon's Blood. I remember when I first got told to get it, I was like, what the fuck, Dragon's Blood? But it's my favorite. I love it. It does. It does have a very, like, clearing Yeah, but it's also protective, which is what I love about it. I love... I'm seeing seeing incense at, like, grocery stores. Like, Winco, our local grocery store, has so much incense. Dollar Store, the Dollar Tree. Have you gone in there? The amount of... 
things. It's crazy. I buy like candle, like uh, candle holders for yeah, her. Yeah. It's crazy. Incense. They have all different colored candles. If you do like spells, they have all kinds of like, it's wild. They got some good stuff in there. Oh, I have to tell you, I was, I was teaching today in sixth grade. Oh yes. I had a little baby witch in my class. It was so cute. Like, she came in and she had this deck and I'm like, I'm looking, I'm trying to make, no, no, I'm playing it cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm playing it cool. Playing, yeah, just I'm playing it cool. Not one of me. Yeah. I go, I go over there. I'm like, what's what's that? She goes, oh, I, it's a deck of spells. I'm like, is it like an oracle deck? She goes, no, there's spells for different parts of life or different seasons of life. I'm like, oh, can you show me? And she took them all out. She had them labeled. She had little like ear tags. I was, Stop it. It was so freaking How old was she, like 12? Sixth grade. So like 11, 12 years old. Yeah, I, love I took a picture of the deck because it was so cute. And then throughout the class, she was coming up to me. Oh, I found this one that would be really good for the season. It's going and it's finding a leaf and catching it before you before it hits the ground. It's supposed to bring prosperity. Just, like, I want to see this deck. It that seems, was sounds really so, cool. Can I text Raina right away? I'm like, yeah. I have a baby witch in class. She's like, I can't tell you about it. I'm going to tell you about it on the podcast. But <laughs> it was so cute. Yeah. No, I love that. It was that. so cute. And I have a picture of the deck that she had. Yeah, no, I want to see that deck. She said she got it from an antique shop, which made me go, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what we just said. <laughs> But it was cute and how excited she was yeah. for it. No, and, I love and that. And she was talking about her mama. And so, like, you knew this was a family. You knew thing. that her mama's a witch. She's yeah. a witch. Like, we're going to be friends. A bunch of little witches. So cute. So cute. Love it. <clears throat> so, because this furniture all belonged to the home where this little girl had been, unfortunately, murdered, Peggy threw out all the furniture belonging to the previous home, thinking maybe this will do it. Yeah. It didn't. Well, so I don't think it would either because, like, maybe – I feel like that could have made sense that it was attached to that furniture. But it let's say if it is a child – again, I don't know how this is going to end. This is just me uh-huh. guessing. If it was a child, it was already attached to them. They have other children. It liked the children. It and wanted it to be – it went to the other house already. Yeah, it already went with them. So, like, yeah, it can – they can come attach to things. But then once they decide they like someone, they'll stick with you. Yeah. yeah. Or can. Ooh. Yeah. So one of the things that they said that continued after they threw out all the furniture, the knocking from all over the house. Again, like I said in the beginning, it was a a duplex. So there was one wall shared and two homes. Mm -hmm. But when the neighbor came over, you could hear the knocking, but you could not really hear where it was coming from. It was like, you know how we say disembodied voices? Like when we're listening, you can tell what your voice is and what my voice is. And then there's this other Other voice voice, and you can just tell it's different. Yeah. That's what these knockings were. Hmm. So you couldn't really pinpoint where exactly they were coming from because it it was like disembodied knocking, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, When asked what the difference between a human knock and a poltergeist knock... The difference is, is the acoustic sound waves. So you could tell the difference. So when a human knocks, the sound starts loud and tapers off. When a poltergeist starts starts to knock, it is soft and then gets loud and then fades away. Sort of like the roll of an earthquake. Okay. So there is, there is a difference. The sounds can't be reproduced. Okay. A regular knock can be reproduced. The sound waves that come from a poltergeist knock cannot be reproduced. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? That is, that's crazy. I don't know. I don't know how you would, like, determine that other than, you know, a subjective notion of it. Yeah. But. I mean, obviously, people who study it, like, that, like, they've realized. Well, it's like when you and I listen to EVPs. You can tell when there's a disembodied voice versus a human voice. You can just tell the difference. And you also, you can listen to it over and over and you look at, like... And, yeah, sometimes it is so obvious it's scary. Yeah. No, it is. You can always tell, like, when we, I was going through for the Ording Manor, you can just tell what sounds were not part of us. Yeah. And there was one where there's, like, whispering where it's so hard to tell if people would be mm-hmm. able to hear it on air. I know. That yeah. I'm going to try and see what I can do, which this it will already have aired by now, to see what I can pull out of it. But, like, you and I listening to it right here. You can we tell. Could it's get, not uh, any of us. Like, and you made a note and you said it's you can hear whispering. And I listened to it and I was like, well, fuck yeah. And it was wild. To, it picked up the hiss that we got. The hiss was crazy. Because we heard that in person with all of us. Then All it of us heard it, up, it. And there was no way it was anything but... It like, sounded it was like an actual cat, like a big cat. Yeah, like a hiss. It was wild. So that wouldn't, you know, yeah. I wish we would have gotten a growl. We heard one, but... We heard one, but we didn't get it. Maybe next time. It was time. before we were recording. Stupid. <laughs> so they, they asked the question, why do some houses get poltergeist activity? And typically this is because of trauma. Mm-hmm. 
The Hodgson's family, their father had recently abandoned them for a younger woman, Mm -hmm. asshole, and the single mom and her four kids were struggling in poverty. Yeah. The children at home were afraid of their father, and the youngest, who was their son, was not at the home because he had such such severe behavioral problems that he was at a boarding school. So that is a lot... Of trauma. of trauma, but you think if this was was this the house that they had when the he was living in so it? There, yeah, so there was so, probably yeah. a ton of fighting, uh-huh. all this stuff. The the bad negative energy that that brought. Yeah. Well, it makes you susceptible to it. That too, because you're opening yeah. yourself up to negativity, and not mm-hmm. necessarily that all poltergeists are are negative. No. But you're opening yourself up to that energy. Yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> A parapsychologist, William Roll, studied U.S. poltergeist events. Like, there's there's all sorts of studies about poltergeists. It's wild. Because it's real. Of, because the amount of information that they have. It's insane. It's funny because it's, like, such a thing that people don't believe. But then it's, like, scientists have actually said that it's real. Like, right. It's, like, I was talking about the sound waves that go four meters outside of your brain hole. Yes. Your and it's, like, hole? your brain hole. I think you got it because I always say my mouth hole. But, like, <laughs> your brain hole like your ear. Yeah. That's like a brain hole. Yeah. I'd call that a brain Eyes. hole. Yeah. Yeah. Brain holes. Sure. <laughs> Fireball. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh my God. Just kidding, guys. So, like the previously mentioned study, he noticed that people who were at the center of such activity, like such trauma, they repressed anger or distress. Okay. So, rather than an actual haunting, he believed that the events were due to a mental discharge he labeled recurrent spontaneous psychokinesis, or RSPK. So, his theory was that people with these repressed feelings involuntarily let out RSPK to let out their repressed feelings. I thought this was fascinating. So, maybe perhaps it was not an actual poltergeist, a spirit. It was their own Act brain activity, the own negativity that created these events. But that is also something we've talked about. That that goes right along with, um, like kind of like stone tape theory, essentially. Yeah. Like like your energy, energy, it's energy at the end of it. Everything is energy. So while stone tape theory kind of comes back and plays into your the future and replays right. over and over again, this is something that could potentially happen. At that time, yes. you are creating these energy waves that make these things Because everything happen. is energy, and that's science. That is not us being weird and witchy. That is, like, 100% scientific realness, bro. Brain juju. Brain juju out of your ear holes. Your brain, brain <laughs> holes. It's out of your brain holes, guys. <laughs> so it became that belief that this may have been what was happening with the daughter, Janet. Janet was said to be allowed to swear and was becoming increasingly aggressive. She got into the habit of suddenly running. Oh, I don't. The, trigger warning again with this one. It's child in, hurting themselves. Okay. Um, so she got into the, the habit of running across the room full speed and banging her head into the wall. Jesus Christ. And the family was very concerned that she may kill herself. Um, she would get so angry, angry and violent that she would have to be physically restrained. Wow. At one point, doctors had come to the house to give her Valium. Once she was sedated, she was recorded, reported to levitate and landed on top of the radio. There's a picture of this. I'm excited to see that. Where she lands on top of the radio. And it's, it's recorded. I, like, as soon as we're done with this episode, I'm Googling it all. Oh, yeah. I have them saved. Oh, do I'll you? Okay. Yeah. The sister Margaret would have dreams of things that would happen, and the mother Peggy would get very bad headaches. Uh, when activity was happening or about to happen. Janet, however, was the only person physically affected by the poltergeist. Okay. You and I have, have had headaches when we are in yeah. situations where there, when there is, I don't want to say every time there's a spirit around, because obviously there's spirits no, around all yeah, the time. No, But there are times when we both get serious headaches when yeah. there's something happening. Mine, I'll also, like, I've had numerous occasions where I'll get nauseous. Yeah. It'll make me actually physically sick to my stomach. I've had that happen a couple times, like specifically um, at the McMinimins in Tacoma. Yes. And I then when that. we were in the museum in Port Gamble, I was nauseous. But I wasn't in the house. The house didn't make me nauseous. I had a headache. But yeah, interesting. Yeah. You have physical uh, like repercussions, I guess. Yeah, like, I guess. It just like you're how affected it yeah, manifests. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, apparitions started to be seen around the house. The little brother, Johnny, would see an elderly man, and the neighbors would see an elderly woman. Lights would be seen floating around the home by the neighbors outside. So you might have walking down the street knowing that this house is haunted, knowing that nobody's and home, you're seeing and you're shit. seeing all this crap. A doctor observed Janet and found a few things. So light, books, light bulbs would explode when she was around. And he had strapped her to a, it's called a blundell couch. You can't really find much information. I think this was something that the doctor did on, on their own. It measured various parts of the body and it found that when there was a poltergeist activity happening, Janet would have suddenly sudden weight gain with the couch. So it would measure like, you know, your oxygen intake, your weight, all of these things. And when activity happened, she would like, and it might be an ounce. It might be, you know, like little tiny bits. It's like, you know, they did, they did experiments when people would die. Yeah. Trying to measure the soul. And when your spirit left your body Mm -hmm. and they would say that you would lose a teensy tiny bit when you died because wow. it was your soul exiting. soul leaving your body. Wow. Yeah. So it's wild, dude. It is it is pretty wild. So they observed many instances of objects or Janet levitating. Sideboards would overturn and there's one instance of a couch couch cushion being transported to the roof. Jesus. There's so much. This is insane. I can't believe I've never heard of this before. Right? This is a big one. There, There's not movies about this? Oh, there is. We'll get there. Oh, perfect. Okay, never mind. <laughs> the family took a vacation during half term to the coast, and during that time, the only supernatural instance was the sound of a dog barking from Janet's bed. That's still <laughs> something. I don't know. That's still... Okay. When they got back, Gross decided he wanted to try and communicate through Knox. So I'm going to end us right there. I was just about to say, I feel like yeah. that's a great spot to end us. We're going to end right there. This is going to be a two-pada. It's a two-pada, you two-pada, guys. It's a two-pada, you guys. I mean, this, I feel like, you know. The Enfield house gets. It gets spookier. It gets spookier. Oh, well, I'm excited because you also said that, like, is it real or not? So obviously something else is going to come into play, I feel like. Yeah. <gasps> Some people are going to show up that we're going to kind of breeze over. Oh, dear. Nah. I have a feeling. Who I know who it is. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to this week. Uh, happy November. It's officially... Happy November. You guys, we should have started this with Mariah Carey, um, All I Want for Christmas is You, because... All I want for Christmas Sing is... it, Megan. You go. I can't I can't sing that high. I, I lost my voice. Oh, sorry. I'm not going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's officially November and like, let's be honest, I love Thanksgiving cause I like to eat Turkey, but it is Christmas. Oh, it's Christmas. It's the pre, you know, pe- okay. I'm just going to have a little rant right here. Right Go now. for it. I'm listening. So, you know, you know, all the, all my whole life, my mm-hmm. whole adult life. No, you have to celebrate Christmas before or Thanksgiving. You have to celebrate Thanksgiving before you celebrate Christmas. Yeah. I'm like, well, can't I be thankful for Jesus? That was always Boom. my <laughs> Boom. I mean, that's a solid one. Um, uh, my theory is, is that... Uh, Does it make you happy? It makes me happy. There and honestly, Thanksgiving is what, a day that I get together with my family. We eat good food and we are like, love each other and Thanksgiving it's, like, fun. is the start of Christmas. Yeah, it's the start of Christmas. We get our Christmas... Well, see, as a family, we'd always get our Christmas trees the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. But as an adult, I now have a fake flocked Christmas tree that I like put up. Um, well, we actually have Christmas trees upstairs, real ones, that I get the day after. But like... Bitch, my Christmas tree is going up next week. And you don't even, you're not even here on Christmas. No, we're not even here on Christmas. <laughs> Every year, you and your family travel for Christmas. Yeah, we spend Christmas so, in Utah. So am I going to have to Skiing. water your tree while you're gone? The upstairs ones, maybe. <laughs> no, we have a self-watering box. What? And my mom got it for me off the interwebs. I don't know. It's like a box that waters your tree for you. Is it a dick in a box? It sounds like it. It's a very oh, useful God. box. It's a box. Oh, God. But, yeah, no, it's, you guys, it's Christmas. I'm actually, like, I love Halloween, and I know, like, spooky podcasts is what we're all about. But, like, for me, like, my season is Christmas. That is my, fi- that is my ultimate, that is me. Christmas and is my thing. I feel like we've talked enough about the ritual of the cycles. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to celebrate each cycle as yeah. they come. Also, I just have to say that uh, my birthday is included in all of that. Because I was yeah. I was due on Christmas Day, and then I was born on New Year's Day. So this bitch wanted to be celebrated in one and, capacity or another. Yeah. <laughs> Except for I'm always hungover on my birthday. <laughs> 
And and don't worry, Michael Myers and Ghostface are not going anywhere. Oh, we surely are not. No, 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 they, no, no. They they might make a Christmas appearance. They well, they will make a Christmas or five. Appearance. And then they're gonna, you know, they might take a little rest during the spring and maybe come out for. Some I don't Easter know. Eggs. I, I was just about to say, I could feel like a Cupid or an Easter Bunny, Michael Myers and Screamface. They're could not happen. going anywhere. No, I feel like they're part of the podcast at this point. They are. All right, <laughs> we'll come back next week for part two of the Enfield House. Yes, and. Um, Get Woody. yourself a lunatic soup. We're excited. We're going to find us some holiday lunatic oh soup. Oh, my gosh. They're started. I, oh, my goodness. I'm I feel so like I've always excited. had fall lunatic soup. I don't think I've ever had holiday lunatic soup. Like, Oh, I love it. I've always loved cider, but I've never, like, sought out holiday. You know what I said to Amanda yesterday? What? It's almost cranberry mule season. Which I do love a cranberry mule. But I feel like what? My who just put out the cranberry cider? Was that... Was it one, one tree? tree? I think one tree. I'm stoked. You're going to find that ASAP. I looked at Costco today. It was not there yet. If it was, you bet believe I would have gotten it. I know. It. I think it's at Total Wine More. <gasps> I know. Field trip. We might find it for the next episode, but yes. tis the holiday season. All right, tis you guys. the season. Find us on all our socials. Uh, Lunatic Soup Podcast on yada, yada, yada. Thanks so on and so listening. forth. You know all the things. Did we, did we say that? Yeah. We did. Uh-huh. That's what I said. <laughs> Cut that later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.